In Exodus chapter 20, we see a group of laws that we refer to as the Ten Commandments. They are at the beginning of the law, and they sort of summarize what the rest of the law will be for national Israel moving into the promised land. And that is the direct audience in view. Now, when it comes to laws, especially in scripture, there are three different types of laws. There are moral laws, laws that are always applicable to everyone at all times. There are civil laws, those laws that were meant to direct the civil governing of national Israel in the land of Canaan. And there are ceremonial laws, those laws that are meant to direct Israel's uh, religion that was given to them at this time in the worship of a holy God under the old covenant. Uh, now, obviously, the moral law, it will always apply to everyone at all times. Our trouble is when we read the law, it's difficult for us to discern sometimes which laws um, are explicitly applicable the way they are written today or whether they are applicable in a peripheral sense or whether the principle of the law is applicable um, to us, but not the law itself exactly as it is written. Uh, one thing I know for certain, if these are the words of God, and I believe they are the words of God, the law is of paramount importance. Now, at the beginning of the law in Exodus chapter 20, uh, God, through Moses, gives the Ten Commandments and and the people do not want God to talk to them directly. They are afraid of God. They have seen the power of God a few times now. In Exodus chapter 20, verse 20, Moses has to tell the people, do not fear. God has come in order to test you. God has come in order to give the law. God has come giving his law in order to test you, the people. And right off, we see that the purpose of the law was not to, to make people righteous. The purpose of the law was not to give people a code to follow in order to become righteous or in order to become sinless. The text literally says right here, like the law was given, God came giving the law in order to test the people. And this isn't a test like we see in high school. It's more like a test we have in life. Uh, it, it prepares us. It equips us. It trains us. In this case, according to Exodus chapter 20, verse 20, this law was given in order to test the people so that they will fear God. That's the result of the law. That's the end game of the law, that people would fear God. Not that people would become righteous, not that people would live perfect lives. Uh, in this, the Bible is different from every other religious text, which tells you to do this so that you can achieve this. Instead, the Bible says, here's a law. This law will test you as you are tested. You will um, have a fear of God. A fear of God will develop within you uh, and you will retain that fear of God. And is that fear of God within you, not the words of the law itself, but the fear of God within you that will keep you from sin. So we see that sin is something different, something that deals more with our hearts, with our personhood, with our fear of God. Um, sin is something different than what we see um, listed exactly in the law of God. 
right? And so there are moral laws that if you break them, you are sinning against God's. But, that, but, there, are, but there are civil and ceremonial laws that if you break those, you are not sinning against God. And there are moral standards that we have today that honor God that aren't listed explicitly in the text of Scripture. Like to say, slavery is wrong. That is that is a moral standard that comes from a fear of God, even though it's not explicitly listed in the Old Testament. Why? The Old Testament law, the law of Moses, was not intended to make people righteous. It's not intended to give us a, a specific set of rules to follow and be good before God. No, it was meant to test us, develop a fear of God within us. And it's that fear of God that keeps us from sin as we live in the world today, as we are saved as we are sanctified as we as we are the people of god together so when we read the law any law even the weird laws we ask ourselves not how do i keep that law perfectly in order to become righteous which is the way some fundamentalists read the bible uh, it is uh, the way atheists and agnostics read the Bible in order to make accusation, in order to try to discredit the Bible, even though that's not the way, um, not the way the text has intended we read it, right? So when we read the laws in the Old Testament, we ask, what does this reveal about God? First of all, what does this reveal about God? From God's character, which is our true ethic, right? Our ethic is not because the Bible says, it's because God is who he is. Because God is who he is, how do I now live in the world? When it comes to honoring parents, that shows itself to be moral law. Because God is who he is and he has placed my parents here, I honor my parents. Um, when it comes to not boiling a goat in its mother's milk, right, uh, that is ceremonial or civil uh, we do not have to obey that law specifically because it meant something for national Israel, not for us today. When it comes to not eating blood, we as Gentiles, we can enjoy a medium steak. Um, we uh, read the text. We ask, what does this reveal about God? Because it was meant to test us so that we will fear God. What does this mean about God? What does this reveal about who God is in relationship to national Israel? And how does the principle of the law then demand I live in my context?